It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV, and on the line is Jeff Hollett, Haverhill's Veteran Services Officer. And uh, Jeff, good morning to you. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thank you for having me on the show. Well, it's, yeah, it's my pleasure. we got a lot of things that are uh, going to be happening. Uh, we had a story, what's today? Today's Tuesday? We had a story, I, I, I want to say it was yesterday, see how quick time goes, uh, uh, about the um, ceremony that's going to be taking place with the Exchange Club coming up on Thursday uh, at GAR Park, and I, my guess is that they are going to be asking you to say one or two, maybe three words. That's, uh, yeah, right there, that's where, right at the uh, Welcome Center where our, my office is uh, located. Um, I believe the mayor is speaking this year. I know we did last year, um, and it, the weather is looking to be great this week, so we're really happy about that. That's going to be a great uh, afternoon. Yeah, that's uh, going to be getting underway at uh, 2 o'clock on Thursday, if I uh, if the memory serves me right. And uh, the weather is uh, well, it's going to be a, a different story on Thursday than it was over the weekend, huh? Well, I know Saturday was definitely uh, a rough day. For a lot of folks, uh, I think we were mentioning earlier that uh, a lot of, of the veterans organizations and scouts that go out and flag graves the weekend before Memorial Day, a lot of them postponed Saturday into uh, Sunday, and they were out in droves yesterday. Now, about how many flags are uh, put out in Haverhill? We have an estimate, an estimation that amongst uh, the city cemeteries, private cemeteries, in the Archdiocese cemeteries, that there's somewhere in the area of up up above 7,000, almost 8,000 veterans buried within the city limits of Havel. Uh, we made sure we had more than enough flags this year, but we have received a few phone calls in, in the last week or so, about a half a dozen of them, where folks were concerned because they uh, didn't know if their loved one had gotten marked or in previous years they had been missed and hadn't been marked. We made sure that we had enough flags on hand, and one of the things I want uh, you know the, the listeners to know today is that anybody who comes by my office this week, Thursday would be a great time to come by for the ceremony as well, um, they can just ask us for a flag if they want to go out and flag their loved one's grave. Um, and and we're, not, we're not worried about, like, if you live in Haverhill and you have a loved one in a neighboring community that you want to go out and flag. That's fine. You know, that's there's nothing wrong with that. Please feel more than free to come to my office and, you know, ask for a few flags. If you need three or four, we have plenty on hand. We're making sure that anybody who wants to, you know, flag their loved one's grave can do that themselves. Yeah, that uh, that is something that uh, just amazes me that, you know, they keep finding, uh, I don't know who they are, but uh, uh, graves are kept being found of uh, veterans that they didn't know uh, were there before. That's, uh, that's a good point because um, we issued, I think, over 300, almost 300 flags to the uh, Hildale, Hildale Cemetery uh, Commission up on, off of uh um, Broadway. Hildale, Hildale, oh, Hildale, right right, Hildale yeah. Ave, yeah, yeah, just up above uh, Cashman's Park. Um, and each year they do more cleanup. And because of the hilly topography of the cemetery, some of the stones have slid uh, and been moved. So they're using uh, GPS uh, trackers to try to determine the proper locations 
um, and they're doing history uh, archival searches on deeds for some of these family plots, and they have found some of these graves, and they've gotten re gotten them moved up, um, and they've cleared the area, and probably next year they're probably going to need a few more flags. But we want to support those things. Um, sometimes somebody will come out and say, well, I want to put the flag at my grandfather's grave. He's a veteran. But when I go out there every year, there's already a flag there. And we, we come by, get a flag, go out there, just remove the flag that's there, place the, uh, the flag that we gave you. And if you walk in 10 meters in any direction and you see another veteran's marker that hasn't been marked, then put that flag there. And if you don't, then, you know, certainly take that flag home with you in remembrance of your loved one. But um, with large volunteer groups like Scouts um, and organize, different organizations, every people don't, so a lot of people don't realize that, like, one marker may be a bronze marker, another marker may be a granite marker, or one veteran may be marked only on his headstone. Um, and we also have these cemetery stickers that we keep on hand that we give out to the different um, veterans organizations and cemetery organizations. So if they locate a marker that wasn't previously marked, they can put this sticker on the stone or on the markers to identify it as a veteran. That way, each year we're always trying to find ways, new ways to come up with making sure that every one of our veterans within the, within the city limits you know, gets flagged. And uh, not to be uh, not to be dark about the whole thing. Every year, you have new veterans that uh, that find their ways into the cemetery, huh? Yes, yeah, yes, that's absolutely true. Um, you know, I I don't know what the national average of how many veterans we're losing per day, but it, I do know that the various you know uh, color guards that are out there. Um, they come from all branches of the service as well as reserves and National Guard and some veterans organizations as well will uh, offer their services to go out and play taps and do the flag uh, folding ceremony for the family when one of our veterans has passed away. And there has to be, you know, a dozen or more every day just in the state alone. Um, so we are losing our veterans. Um, like we've said it to ourselves. When myself, none of us are getting any younger, um, you know, and the inevitable is that we all will pass away at some time. But we want to make sure that when a veteran passes away, that he's identified properly as a veteran and that he receives the honors that he's so, you know, entitled to and earned. And I remember what you said one uh, one time about uh, a veteran's name or a veteran uh, passing away three times. Yeah, the three deaths of a veteran. Uh, the first time a veteran passes away is when he takes his, his last breath. The second time, which is, um, it's not a passing, but um, it's another point of like, uh, more of a passing of the warrior spirit. And that's when the flag is folded. And when that flag is folded, it's believed traditionally amongst us veterans and military folk that the warrior spirit passes from the veteran into that flag making that a very unique and special flag. That's their flag. And sometimes I refer to that as the second death or the noble death or the honorable death. But there is a third death. And the third death is a death that none of us veterans ever want to see. And what we believe is that when we go out on Memorial Day weekends or when we have special ceremonies around the wreaths of America up at Hilldale Cemetery, 
And when we visit uh, a veteran, someone that may, maybe we knew or maybe we didn't know them, that when we read their name, when we actually say their name out, out loud, we do more than just honor them, but we remember them. And in doing so, we keep that spirit of the veteran alive. So the third death is when nobody ever uttered his or mentions his name again or her name. And we don't want that to happen. We, the public, those of us that are still here, it's kind of our responsibility. It's up to us and our, the family members in the community to, you know, honor those veterans and to remember them. And one way to do that is simply by just calling out their name and making sure that that, that veteran never, you know, f- falls into the final death. Some of the, uh, some of the gravestones at Hilldale Cemetery, uh, pre, before the Civil War and go into the Spanish-American Wars and, and all these, you know, they've been buried there for, for hundreds of years. Um, but they're veterans. So it's really important to us that we don't just decorate their graves, but we actually say their name. And by doing so, they don't succumb to that third and final death. How about that? All right. Well, uh, uh, Jeff, is uh, do you have some uh, anything else you'd like to uh, mention this morning? Well, next Monday is Memorial Day, and we will be having our annual Memorial Day parade. We bought a beautiful banner and put it up on the corner of uh, of the hill, uh, right by the uh, city hall. Um, and the wind uh, took it <laughs> right down. It was it was pretty much almost like a sail when we put it up there on the hill. Um, but the DPW guys were fantastic. They went back out there and they got it back up, and we had to put some air slits in it. Um, and it basically just tells people that we're having our annual memorial parade, and we're staging at uh, Canosa Street, 64 Canosa Street, Jason, to the Fireman's Museum. And then we're going to proceed on to uh, down to Main Street and then down to Summer Street and then straight into Linwood Cemetery. So immediately following the uh, parade procession, the end at Post 147, and myself uh, will be having a Memorial Day ceremony there in Linwood Cemetery. And we want the public to not only know about it, but we want them to come out and... Uh, and, and honor our veterans because that's what Memorial Day really is all about. It's about honoring and remembering those that gave their lives in service to this country. And uh, what time is the parade going to be starting? At the staging area will start staging at approximately 10 a.m. And we have a step-off time of 10.45 a.m. Um, and the police will, uh, will, will lead our parade out for safety reasons, obviously. Um, and then we estimate that we're probably going to get to Linwood Cemetery at probably 11, 10, 11, 15. But we'll go right into the ceremony as soon as we get get there and, and everybody comes in from the parade. Yeah, I think I, I saw that uh, banner the other day. And, uh, yeah, that was a big one. So <laughs> the wind took well, it, huh? Was it in good shape when you saw it? Yeah, it seemed to be. but uh... Good. Excellent. <laughs> but I was driving by it uh, like 75 miles an hour. I don't know if that's too fast or not. but uh... <laughs> Yeah, that can be a busy intersection. Um, that banner is four feet tall and 16 feet wide. So we wanted to make it big enough for people to, to be able to read and see as they drove by. Uh, well, I did notice it, uh, so that's. It. But I, I, I didn't read the fine prints, so uh, I'm glad that you uh, were able to mention all that stuff and the time too. All right, uh, Jeff. Again, anything else you'd like to add this time? I just want to thank you again for having me on the show, and I, I really appreciate it. So I think it's important to the culture of the city and to the veterans community and the community at large that uh, we get to speak the way we do about veterans. Uh, 
you know, benefits and veteran services and ceremonies. And I just can't thank you enough. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, sometimes I think, you know, if we don't do it, no, let me, uh, like mentioning the names, if we don't do it, nobody else does. So uh, people forget, and you don't want people to forget, do you? No, no, absolutely not. It's all about honoring and remembering. That's right. All right. Well, uh, Jeff, again, thank you very much. We'll get you back on in a couple more weeks. Jeff Hollett, Veteran Services Officer in Haverhill, our guest this morning right here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV.